Welcome to Pirkei Avos. We're in Perik Aleph, Mishnah Beis, next Mishnah. As we said last time, Pirkei Avos is telling us about the chain of the Mesorah, the Mesorah of the transmission of the Torah and of Midas and how to act. So the last step in the first Mishnah was that it was passed down from the Nevi'im, from the Prophets, to the Anshe Chneses HaGadol, the men of the Great Assembly. We said there were 120 members, and as each one passed away, they went down to 119, 118, they were not replaced. Next Mishnah tells us Shimon HaTzadik was Shimon HaTzadik Hayim Mishyari Chneses HaGadola. Shimon HaTzadik, Shimon the Righteous, was the last remaining member of the Anshe Chneses HaGadola. So go to the next generation. He was a coin god old himself. More that but more about that later. Huya Omer, he used to say Shimon Atzadik's main teaching was Al Shlosha Devarim Ha'olamo made on three things or three concepts. The world stands, the world exists. Al Torah for the Torah, the study of Torah, the observance of the Torah, Avoda, and on the service means the service in the base Hamikdash. Later on today, afterwards we only have to feel in its place. Davening, Vial Gemilus Chasodim, and doing acts of kindness. So, what we're saying here is that the world, in order to exist, must always have at all times three important things going on. Someone must always be learning Torah somewhere in the world. And um, second of all, Avoda, that someone must always be even either serving in the base of Mikdash or Davening. And third, someone always must be doing Gemilus Chasadim, or else the world would stop, would cease to exist. This, um, this three things um, always must be around, and I once heard that that's why we have uh, different time zones in the world. That if here in America everyone's going to sleep, but at least in Eretz Yisrael or somewhere else, people are awake and they're learning Torah. Maybe in Australia, and that's why the world is constantly a place of. Torah, Avoda, and Gemilus Chasodim. Rashi on this Mishnah says, Torah, we see it from in the Pasuk, Im lo brisi yomam v'layla, chukot shemayim v'aretz lo samti. If my bris did not happen on day and night, the Lord of Shemayim and Aretz would not be placed. We know that when the Torah was given, it says uh, um, that the, the, the whole world stood still. It was on the sixth day of Sivan, that the world that Hashem gave the Torah to the uh, to Bnei Israel, and had they not accepted the Torah, the world would have no purpose to to continue existing. By Avodah, it says in by the Beis Hamikdash that the the Mordechai says, "Ilamale Ma'amados." If not for the Ma'amados, that there were um, um, besides the Kohanim working in the Beis Hamikdash, there were groups of Yisraelim who were the Ma'amados that they were davening in the cities. Therefore, they would read from Maisa Bereshis, the story of creation, calling me Ashvor every day, to, to, to show how much Avodah and the existence of the world were intertwined. Finally, Gmilu Chasad, there must always be Chesed going on. Now, Rashi says an interesting thing, is that it doesn't say Tzedakah. It says Gemilus Chasadim, doing kindness. In many ways, Gemilus Chasadim is even greater than Tzedakah. If someone lends money to a poor person, okay, that's better than giving him Tzedakah, to lend him the money, because that way he's not embarrassed. A person who borrows money is not 
embarrassed the way a person is when he receives a handout. Further, you can do for for um, poor people and for rich people. You can do chesed for a poor, poor man or for a rich man. Also, chesed can be done to mesim, to even people that died or to living people. If someone died and we take care of burying him and showing proper respect, we're doing chesed for someone who died. And of course, living people do chesed. We also... Chesed can be done with your body or with your money. Tzedakah only can be done like handing over money to people. While um, chesed, you can take somebody somewhere, help somebody with something, do a chesed that's with your body. Uh, unlike tzedakah. As it says in the part, The world was built on chesed. Through chesed, the world exists. Now, I want to analyze about Shimon HaTzadik. Shimon HaTzadik was the Kohen Gadol in the second base of Mikdash, one of the greatest Kohanim Gadolim ever lived. He served for many, many years as the Kohen Gadol. And the Gemara tells a story. Uh, the Gemara in Yuma tells how Alexander Mukdan, Alexander the Great, was conquering country after country, and he then set his sights on Yerushalayim, the holy city of Jerusalem. And he wanted to conquer it as well. And they were marching towards Yerushalayim. And Shimon Sadik knew that he was coming. And he also set out to go out and greet um, Alexander. Because he knew that Alexander wanted to lay waste to the country, uh, to the city and destroy it. So they were going to go out and meet him. So as they were marching, they were getting closer and closer, and Alexander and his men could see a great light coming towards them. And as they got closer, as soon as Alexander saw who it was, he saw the Kohanim walking with the big day kahuna with the, ko- ko- the Kohanim's clothing, and coming towards them, it says in the Gemara that Alexander got off of his horse, and he bowed down to Shimon HaTzadik. Um, I mean the Gemara, Amulah Vada Vadunenu. They said, the servant said to him, our king, our master, Is a king like you going to bow down to this Jew? He said to them, I saw an image of him when I went to war and I was victorious. Some say it was a, as a dream the night before. He would, Alexander said, when I went to war and I was victorious, this was the image, the image of this holy man, of this Jew, was the one that I saw, and it would give me strength to be victorious, and therefore I'm bowing down to him. The story goes on that Shimon HaTzadik, of course, made peace with Alexander, invited him, gave him the royal tour of the, of the city, and Alexander left him alone, basically. He wanted to put, Alexander wanted to put a statue of, uh, of himself by the base of Mikdash, of course, they wouldn't, couldn't allow that because we don't want statues in front of the base of Mikdash. Whether it's a photozar or not is irrelevant. So, um, Shimon HaTzadik said to him, I have a much better way for you to be remembered, a way that you'll be remembered forever and ever. And what was that? He said that all the uh, Kohanim, the babies born that year, were all named Alexander. And all the children were born. He told them that if a name gets into the Jewish people, it stays because we name our children after, you know, after previous grandparents and generations and 
If that name gets in, it'll stay. He was right. Because Alexander really is a Greek name. Why would a Greek name become a Jewish name? And to this day, the name Alexander is still a name given by Jewish people. Sender, Alexander, all, all related. Um, I heard from Rabbi Mordechai Becher, as if something interesting is, that the meeting between Shimon Tzadik and Alexander the Great was the beginning of a new era. We have to understand that in the beginning of the second base of Mikdash, the Anshei Chesedakadola begged Hashem to take away the Yetzahara for Avodazara. Hashem, and Hashem listened to them. Hashem took away the Yetzahara some other time. We could talk more about this. But the desire for Avodazara was over. No one had any, any more interest in Avodazara. And that was the end of the uh, uh, of, any, uh, of idol worship as far as we know it. But at the same time, there was a balance because up until that time, we also had nevuah, we had prophecy. Now Hashem says in the Torah, by the way, Hashem says that I will a navi akim I will give you a navi to balance because there was a great nisayon. The avodazar sometimes they were able to cause miracles to happen, make things that were supernatural happen, and Hashem balanced that by giving us nevuah. So when avodazar was taken away, nevuah was also taken away, and this is a beginning of a new era, the new struggle in the world was the conflict between Chochmas HaTorah, the wisdom of the Torah, and the Torah Shebaal Peh, the oral tradition, and Chochmas Yevonis, which is the Greek uh, culture, the Greek uh, uh, wisdom. Okay? And this is very interesting because, you know, sometimes people will study Greek literature, Greek mythology, and wonder, like, you know, Plato, right? Other ones, what was so bad about it? What were they so, what was the problem with it? But we have to understand what it was. It really was a struggle between what was the true emiss in the world, and we had to realize it's Chachmas Torah. Because this meeting between Shimon Tzadik and Alexander, although it ended peacefully, the Greeks now gained a foothold in Eretisral and began to incorporate their culture into the people, and many, many people became misyavnim, they became Hellenists, they became like the Greeks. And many Jews fell to this. And eventually it, 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 it came to the point of later on, Antiochus, there's another story about Antiochus, made decrees against the Bnei Israel, and the Bnei Israel fought back, and this culminated and finished with the nace of Hanukkah, the miracle of Hanukkah, how we fought against that culture, and we were able to be victorious, and that's why we have the beautiful Yom Tov of Hanukkah, where we celebrate Chachmas HaTorah, Chachmas HaTorah Shabal Peh, and it was a victory of our ideas of how things should be in the world, versus their ideas of Chachmas Yivanis. And uh, that was the culminated with the nace of Hanukkah. Thank you.